The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show that had a very nice four-day weekend. Thank you very much. <sighs> My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, probably sounding better than I do. So I'm wearing his 61st birthday today. Happy birthday to Kevin Bacon. Uh, I assume I sound better. I don't really know how I sound. Is this how I always sound? Yeah, that's how you always sound. Okay. I um, Can we be sure? Are your ears clogged it as well? Is, uh, it's summer cold season. That's not a thing. Yeah, it is. Nah. I can't be the only one who gets cold every summer. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you're a pretty resilient person, but I have noticed now in four years working with you, you get sick really easily. Well, you I want to be you clear. Have a, you have a fragile constitution, sir. I, wanna, I, wanna, I, I am offended. I know um, you are. I want to say, I get... I haven't been like sick, 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 but once. Remember when I had whooping cough? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You get these I've colds. You get these colds all the time. I do, but you know what's weird? All almost, the time. But you know, knock on wood. Let's just almost never during football season, right? It's almost always in the off season. Yeah. Well, now you got a kid, so you're not gonna have a choice. Yeah, man. The colds are coming. A bucket of disease that lives in your home. First four through the door: Matt McSpadden, Ruben Rios, Rob Hadaway, and Paul Roberts. What's up, y'all? Issues out today. I think he'll be back Wednesday, so he's enjoying a six-day weekend. For a day, because then like, we're not even going to have a show on Thursday. More on yeah, that later. we'll tell you that in a minute. Uh, today's Monday, July 8th, 2019. 143 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 780. 780, Pete O'Brien's OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. A legitimate good Ranger. Okay. We're now into like, if you have a 780 career OPS for, for a team, not bad. Good player. Not bad. Good player. Uh, 1982 and 1988. On today's show, guys, our computer rankings are up at TexasFootball.com. Uh, computer rankings for all 1,466 Texas high school football teams. Time to get mad at Tepper for rigging the computer get to hate ma- your favorite team. Let's get mad at math. Uh, but we're going to talk about teams that the computer projects to make a big leap in 2019. We'll explain that coming up here in a minute. And then back half of the show, a couple of interviews from State 7 on 7. Uh, cleaning up a little bit. We'll hear from Austin Westlake coach Todd Dodge and new Wichita Falls Hershey coach Antonio Wiley. We'll hear from both of them coming up here in the back half of the show. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Thursday. Mm-hmm. Thursday uh, was going to be a normal day. It was. And then it became a very fun day. Not that you guys aren't fun. But you guys are all right. We got an invitation from uh, the great Terry Crawford at Abbott, one of our favorites, <laughs> one of our very favorites. What, maybe, our first, maybe our first favorite coach on this show, right? Because yeah. he was that was yeah. the first year. He keeps when, it one hundred. Well, he kept it one hundred. Yeah. Um, to come out to the uh, six man coaches association uh, convention going on in Wichita Falls this week. I think it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Correct. May even spill into Saturday. But in any case, we said okay. 
So we're going to go out there on Thursday morning. Yep. Uh, Wichita Falls is about two hours from us, so we're not going to be able to be back in time for a show. So we will not have a show on Thursday. But then uh, we're going to be out in that part of the world. So if you're going to be at the Six Man Coaches uh, Association convention, please come say hi. Uh, that's because it's all convention season now. It is true. Convention season has arrived. Because two weeks from yeah. today, has it hit you? Has this hit you yet? Two weeks from today, mm-hmm. we will be in the second day of the THSEA coaching school. It doesn't, and it for some reason in my head, and my wife reminded me of this last night. Unfortunately, that I thought that like, oh, I'll get back from this Fourth of July trip, and uh-huh. I'll have two weekends before coaching school. And she was like, no, it's no, just won't. it's just the one. And then I started looking, and I was like. But this was July 4th weekend, right? So you're like, four, four. But you come back to work, and it's eight. Eight. And you're in the teens by the end of the week, and you go, oh, no, okay, yeah, I'll be in Houston in two weeks. Speaking of which, by the way, Uh was Friday the most Sunday-ass day of the year? (laughs) I'm sorry. Did anybody else go through the entire day on Friday being like, well, I've got work tomorrow? Yeah. Because I Uh, definitely did. I didn't, but that's because I I bolted town that morning. Yeah, you were off having fun. I was... You were not... You were here, correct? Yeah, I was just... How many people were actually in the office on Friday? Oh, no, I didn't come in. Oh, okay. I don't think anybody came in. Okay. Because... Now, okay, it's passed, so I can say it, and uh-huh. I know our bosses uh-huh. listen to this podcast right. anyway. Okay, so here's here's the God's honest truth. I was planning on coming in on Friday. Uh-huh. We were le- I was walking out the door, uh-huh. and my boss was watching the, I guess it was the Netherlands and... Um, Sweden. Sweden game. Yep. Watching the end of it. Yep. Pretty exciting end of yep. that game. Yep. And he's watching that, and I'm packing up my stuff, and I'm walking out the door. And my boss goes, all right, see you Monday. And you went... And yes, I did I, not correct it. That's correct. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to apologize for that. I don't think you should. No. Anyway, um, um, yes. What, did you do anything fun for the holiday weekend? No, really not. Okay. Um, yeah, that's what happens when you get sick and you have a kid, I guess. We have a kid, yeah. No more, um, no more fun for you? We had, um, yeah, our fun consists of, like, going to the splash pad. Uh, okay. Do you uh, know what the splash pad is? No. Splash clue. pads are, like, uh, no they're idea. replacing neighborhood pools. Instead of that, they have like a, just a bunch of fountains in the same place. Uh, sure. Because you don't need a lifeguard for that. Yeah, okay. Um, so Hank splashed around in that. Uh, I grilled, of course, because I'm an American. All right. Uh, and then I watched uh, America's team win a freaking World Cup. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. And then And then I ended it by watching America's other team. They're bad. They are butt. They're, they're not good, and I will be the temperate one and be like yeah there's still time it's early and burhalter's whatever oh, okay boy. okay I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt whatever but that wasn't mexico's best team they didn't have like three or four of their best players so everybody just calmed no. down well and my thing is he's got to get we're talking about the united states men's national yeah. soccer team and we'll yeah. get to football in just a moment but you know american football in just a moment but right. i will just say i think that he's fundamentally broken because his idea of roster management <laughs> is so bad. Every one of those subs last night, I need like a legit explanation written down in an essay form. Probably just because the players that you'd like him to sub in aren't even at the tournament. Right. So. Like Tim Way. Okay, fine. If you want to send Tim Way to the to what, U20s. Yeah, you get more reps. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. fine. Because he'll start every match. That's fine. Right. But there's no reason for Josh Sargent not to be on this roster. It's a little weird. And by the way, what is what is Roldan? Yeah. Okay. Roldan and love it. Yeah. You're down one nothing, and you're... St- I'm sorry. I... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. We'll get out of that. Sorry. Let's yeah. get into football. Hang in there, buddy. Let's, let's be Hang happy. Hang in there. Okay. <laughs> so, 
Our computer rankings are up at texasfootball.com. Insiders can go and check out rankings of every Texas high school football team. And I mean every Texas high school football team. We rank the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs. We rank the Teague Lions. We rank the Corpus Christi Callan Wildcats. We rank, and this is a real, a real football program, Smoking for Jesus Ministry. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, we're excited about that one. We rank Smoking for Jesus Ministry. You can see those rankings at TexasFootball.com. In any case, um, now we are taking a look at these computer rankings. And by the way, they are not necessarily the same as our magazine rankings. Because our magazine rankings, we use that as a guide, but we also go through and make some adjustments. And we say, okay, you know what? We think the computer is underestimating this. We think the computer is overestimating this. And we tweak. So, for example, there's a, a different number one in one of them. Mm-hmm. So, there's a tease. Mm-hmm. 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 You can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Bowl Insider to, to see them. But in any case, we're taking a look at these rankings because the computer has an inkling about a number of teams. It's true. The computer is looking at... Because normally what you would do, a lot of teams... Uh, I, I think that, And I think that this is kind of the baseline. Is you take la- the end of last year's 2018 postseason rankings, right? Mm-hmm. whatever they ended at, mm-hmm. and you carbon copy them over to 2019, and then you adjust from there, right? So the computer takes in a lot of factors into account. Uh, obviously, what you've done in the past couple of years, uh, what you've got coming back, what you lost, mm-hmm. uh, not just numbers, but also the caliber of these players, uh, what your sub-varsity has done, uh, how long the coach has been there, um, things like that. A lot, of, a lot of different factors go into this. I don't actually know... Every little factor that goes into it, but I could probably look it up. In any case, the computer has an inkling about some of these teams that the 2019 preseason ranking mm-hmm. is significantly higher than their 2018 postseason ranking, thinking these teams are in for a big leap. Or at the very least, the computer is not going to get fooled again by these teams. Right. So I've gone through and I've taken a look at who has the biggest disparity between their 2018 postseason ranking and their 2019 preseason ranking. The teams that the computer projects to have a big leap. We'll start in 6A. And in 6A, we're going way out west. We're going with El Paso Americas. The computer is extremely bullish on the Trailblazers. And um, I'll tell you, this team is really interesting. It was a team that went 6-5 and five a year ago. But here's what I think the computer is seeing. Okay, last year, right now they're saying, last year they finished the year ranked 171st. They have them ranked 72nd this year. Okay, a leap of 100 spots, basically. Here's what I think they're seeing. First and foremost, I think that this is a team that got better as the year went on. They have 17 starters back, most notably Aaron Dumas, who I think could be poised. I mentioned this, I was on an El Paso radio show. Uh, a couple weeks ago. I think he's the next household name in El Paso, is Aaron Tumas. They bring him back, plus a, a guy who, in Aaron Evan Chisholm, who could do a little bit of everything. I think they, they really like that Patrick Melton's been there a long time. And furthermore, I think that all of the little things kind of add up. The JV was pretty good last year. They have a lot of returning lettermen. Um, I, I think there's a lot to like about this El Paso Americas team, uh, the computer really likes them to make a leap in 2019. To 5A D1, we go. And this, I think, is a is a uh, is an adjustment. 
because <laughs> so the uh, the computer went with uh, San Antonio Harlan, Northside yeah. Harlan, right? And this is a second year varsity program that I think everybody agrees overachieved in 2018. Right? They went eight and four, won a playoff game. I mean, right. there are programs out there that have been around for 50 years that have still never won a playoff game. They won one in year one. Plus, they bring back ten starters on offense and seven starters on defense. Uh, the JV was eight and one a year ago. They've got a guy in Zane Svoboda who is a bona fide honorable mention All State kid who was a stud last year. And so for me, I think that this is a, a case. Basically, last year they ended the year seventieth. Uh, this year they're twenty sixth. Uh, the computer is just like we're not we're not falling for that again. Yeah. We, and, we, and, we believe it. And we've talked about this in the past. The reason that the they start so low is the computer just can't project a team that doesn't have a history, right? You don't mm. expect – and the history of te- new teams is not that they do well right, right away. Like, that's the other part of it. So it's going to underestimate any team that comes up flying out of the gate. Right. Harlan was one. Uh, Shadow, Shadow Creek, Creek is another. Yeah, so uh, they, even San Antonio Veterans Memorial. And, uh, and probably Bridgeland to some, yeah, some extent. So, exactly. Yeah. So – 5A Division Two is interesting because the computer is really, really bullish on Fort Worth Southwest. This is an interesting one. This is interesting, and, and I'll tell you, a new coach in Darren Franklin, uh, but there's a lot of, a lot of the, the little things kind of add up here. First and foremost, they've got a couple of, of studs, okay, in uh, King Blanton and, um, and Chance Blanton. Plus, Taylor Jackson. They've got guys. Those are some of the 15 starters they have back from a 7-4 year team a year ago. Um, this is a team that has a lot of... They feel like they're going to have those playmakers defensively. And as a result, they feel like that is going to help them, especially in a district where uh, defense might be at a bit of a premium. For Southwest was 83rd in the year last year. They start the year 44th in our rankings. But by the way, they're just ahead of Dallas Kimball. Very very bullish on some D- inner-city DFW teams, which is interesting. Hmm. 4A Division One, we go. Clint Mountain View. Hmm. And again, I think this is another team where the computer is saying we're not falling for that again. So, Cl- <laughs> so Clint Mountain View last year, 6-4 and four a year ago, great year. They bring back... Um, 18 starters from last year's team, uh, including Hector Navarez, who was one of the most, what, a bona fide star on both sides of the ball there for, for Mountain View, plus Eddie, uh, Eddie Lizalde. This is a team that, that I think under Coach Gary Rundell, I think, the co- uh, I think the computer looks at this and says there's a lot of stability in this program. This program is trending in the right way. Last year, they were 79th to finish the year. This year, they're 52nd. Uh, the team, they, they really like that. The other team that's in that mix is West Columbia. West Columbia, they're very bullish on a big leap for West Columbia. This is going to win some friends. Oh, yeah. 4A Division Two. The computer loves Wimberley. Yeah, it does. Loves Wimberley. And there's Wimberley. space in that region. Yes, there is. Um, part of it, I think, is you got a coach in Doug Ward who knows his way around a, a quality program. Yeah. Um, I think they think that last year was... They're banking on last year and really, I guess the past two years, being a bit of an aberration, especially with 14 starters back. The, the quarterback in, in, in Cooper McCollum coming back, I think that you know we, we, we try to factor in the fact that he was really good and then he got hurt, yep. right? But they bring back Moses Ray, they bring back Carson Minix. This is, a, this is a team that, even though they went forward seven last year, starts the year 23rd in our rankings. Pretty good. The computer is really bullish on Wimberley to have a breakout break a breakout bounce back year. Another team in that kind of vein is 3A Division 1's Jordanton. Boy, and coming off 7-on-7, seven seven, this looks even better, This, right? I mean, the computer, I mean, the computer kind of knows what it's doing here, okay? 
Uh, this is a team that was 9-3 a year ago, had a good JV team, and more importantly, brings back every one of its starters offensively and seven starters on defense. Um, and they got a quarterback in Cole Andrus. They don't factor in the fact that it's a coach's kid because it's Darren Andrus's kid. But this was the this is an all district quarterback, and when you have an all district quarterback coming back, the computer is going to be like whoop, check mark. Yep. Plus, you've got a couple of, of big time wide receivers, most notably Jarrell Lilly. We're bullish on Jordanton from a human perspective. Mm-hmm. The computer very much so. They start at the end of the year forty sixth last year. We've got they've got them twenty third to start the year this year. To three division two we go. And this feels like, I'm trying to figure out why the computer is so high on ARP. Mm-hmm. The computer really likes ARP. After a three and seven year last year, first and foremost, I think it's because ARP generally doesn't have two bad years in a row. That's true. And I think they're saying, okay, last year, aberration, going to make a comeback. But there's a lot of, this is a perfect example of like when you dive into the deeper numbers, you can start to see why. For example, uh, yeah, the, the, they only bring back 11 starters, but they're replacing those 11 starters with guys from an 8-2 and two JV team, okay? Yeah, they only bring back 11 starters, but one of them is a three-year starter linebacker in Robert Greenlee. Yeah, they only bring back... A, yeah, they only they have uh, a 13 letterman coming back, but one of them is, is a quarterback in Trent Jones who's a, a playmaker, a guy who can star on both sides of the ball. The computer really likes what ARP has coming back. They've got six... Uh, they finished year 66 last year. They start the year 37th. Again, they're not projecting them to be a state title contender, but they think, okay, last year was an aberration. ARP is going to be back. 2A Division One. Let's talk about Freer. Let's go way down south. And again, this is a this is a based on what they did last year type thing. Because Freer has been a program that has struggled pretty pretty mightily. But they put together two pretty solid years. Four and seven years ago, a playoff team. And they bring back 14 starters. Uh, uh, Jerry Carpenter is in his third year as the coach. I think that they, the computer really... Uh, the coaching stability is something the computer really likes. Plus, it feels like when you take a look at what they're going to be good at, they're going to be really good up front. And whenever you've got all district caliber offensive and defensive linemen coming back, like Hayden Goodwin, like Bolinskum, the computer's going to notice that. They really like what they have coming back uh, for free or the Buckaroos. They ended the year 76th last year in 2A Division One. They got them at 48 this year. Hmm. Also in that mix, by the way, is Crawford. Coach Kelm. <laughs> two A Division Two, and again, one thing to mention here is that if your team is ranked number two, like if your team finished the year number two last year, sorry, you're not going to show up on this list. Yeah, I probably should have mentioned that before yeah. now. Hubbard, Hubbard clocks in for uh, as the the team to make a leap in 2019 for two A Division Two, and again, all of the little things add up here. Not only do they have 19 starters coming back. But they were, uh, they only lost one game on the JV side last year. They were six and five a year ago, trending up. They've got, uh, they've got an all all state caliber uh, quarterback in Logan Morris. They've got a, a versatile guy in Cooper Martin that they can lean on. Uh, a, a fourth year under Russell Anderson, the coach. They ended the year last year 59th. Last year, despite going six and five, I think because it's harder to climb up than it is to start high. And the computer's like, all right, we're giving you the benefit of the doubt this year. We're going to go with Hubbard. They start the year 38th this year in the computer rankings. And then in 1A and 6-man, uh, and by the way, that's where you'll see the biggest discrepancy because we pretty much entirely leave those rankings up to our 6-man insider, Lehman Saunders. The computer is very high on High Island. High Island has a chance to make some noise. 51st last year, uh, starting the year uh, 
32nd this year, uh, probably because uh, they bring back all but one starter. That'll do. They lost one letterman from a year ago and a second year under Coach Matt Miracle. Uh, we feel like High Island has a chance to make it make some noise. And in 1A Division Two, Woodson. Woodson does change coaches, but he's inheriting a team that brings back eight starters, only lost four lettermen from last year's team. They got a do they got a guy who can who can really lead this offense in Preston Collins. Uh, the computer really thinks this could be a year for Woodson to make a leap. So you can find complete computer rankings of every Texas high school football team at texasfootball.com. We tweeted the link. We put it on Facebook. But uh, if you want to go to texasfootball.com, it's on the front page. You can see computer rankings of every Texas high school football team for insiders only. And lots of people should probably uh, listen to that one more time because we got lots of questions uh, about uh, where specific teams are listed in the computer rankings. Guess what? You can find out. Go to texasfootball.com. If you're an insider, you can see our computer rankings right now. You can find your team right now. And if you're not... You can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. TexasFootball.com right. slash insider. And if you haven't bought your magazine yet, or if you have and you want another one, we'll mail you. We'll drop a magazine in the mail for you right now. I'm looking at interns right now behind a Mailing stack magazines. Of, with a stack of, of books that are getting mailed today. So become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. TexasFootball.com slash insider. Jerry Fernandez has a good question about yeah. this. And I, I can see, I think, where he's going with it. So he says, I'm curious how many second-year head coaches are ranked in this group. I would think that the computer would actually be projecting third-year head yeah. coaches because what we're really saying is the computer is noticing a trend from season one to two that is very, very impressive. So season three would be another big leap forward. It's the only way you can really see a trend. It's harder to see these trends in one season. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing is I think that uh, I think what the computer formula really values is whenever you've got guys who have spent the majority of their high school career under the same coach – then and they're and they're becoming seniors this year. Yeah. That's something that I think that the computer really really values. Uh, another reminder: I, I know there are a lot of people asking about teams, uh, and Tepper really didn't take what he was saying far enough. You know, if, if you're a good team, probably in the top twenty. Oh yeah, you couldn't be on this list because you couldn't jump um, enough spots. Let's see, in six A, the highest ranked team that really made a made a leap is the computer's really bullish, pretty bullish on San Angelo Central. They think they're going to make a, a, a leap. Yeah. Uh, they start the year 50th. Right. And they, you know, and they, they were 98th in the year last year. Yeah. But like the well, other, the only team. Really that's what we're talking yeah. about. We're talking about like a minimum of 30 places. That's well, the thing. If you're ranked in the top 25, you're not going to be on this list, guys. Because there's just not enough to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. we, and, and generally speaking, teams that finish the year 25th don't start the year at one. You know yeah. what I mean? That's kind of the thing. Uh, kind of an interesting question about the rankings themselves that I think is a good one for you. And from Andrew Christensen, who always has good questions. Andrew, you're the man. Does the computer look at an average team in a bad district or an average team in a loaded district more favorably in the preseason? No. Obviously, strength of schedule is in there as the re as the season goes on, but would it look at the one with the easier schedule as the better team as they're probably going to have a better record? No. No. This team, uh, these teams are all associated ratings, and there's like a decimal point rating yep. for all of these teams. Yep. So, for example, I'll pick a team at random. Um, Magnolia has a rating of 156.72, right? Right. And so uh, those are all ranked essentially only based on their own merits and not what they're going up against. And so, for example, uh, Alito, as you could probably imagine, has a very high rating, right? If their district stinks, mm -hmm. they're just going to be favored by a lot over all of their teams. Yeah. And the computer also, as the season goes on, as as you can see at TexasFootball.com as the season goes on, um, the computer 
if Alito goes out there and beats a really bad team by 70, it is not going to impact their them as much as if Alito were to go out there and beat a really good team by one, or even go out there and lose to a really good right. team by one. Right. So in a lot of ways, these are they're, they're basically independent of, of the schedule right now. Once the games start, then we will start factoring in the results and 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 unweighting the preseason project projections. It kind of goes like that, and eventually about. I think that's Jerry when it kind of takes over and when yeah. the, the the in season projections. I think it's it. like most things you'd expect. It's more like five or six five yeah. or six games in, you can really start to make reasonable changes and assumptions in how a team's doing. Right. Um, Jerry Fernandez making another good point. Of course, most rankings change due to realignment. Yes, but not as much as you would think. Um, yes. These teams are all ranked together. So 6A to 1A, right. everyone is assigned a ranking in a full system. So the rankings are assigned uh, separate of your division in a lot of ways. Correct. So you're compared, compared against every team so, in the state on some level. Right. Um, there are 5A teams who have higher computer rankings than 6A teams so, in right, the like, full let me just full list. Let me just put it this way, okay? Yeah. Let me just put it this way. Um, let's take East Bernard, okay? East Bernard, one of the best yeah. teams in 3A Division yeah. II, we believe. East Bernard, uh, if they were, we, we project that if they were to be put into uh, 6A, uh, they would be ranked uh, right around 100th, which yeah. means they would, be, they would be favored to beat about 120 6A teams. Right. That's how these projections work. Right. Right? That's how these these uh, these computer rankings work. Is that the ratings are assigned to each individual team, which makes it so that you can go and and look and say, okay, well, boy, you know, Louisville, how would they fare against a really really good four A team? Something yeah. like that. So, yeah. and you'll see the extremely dominant teams in the two A, three A, and four A ranks often are playing teams uh, bigger than them. Yes, uh, which helps kind of co-mingle and cross up these numbers a little bit to kind of give some more universal uh, appeal to everything. Mm -hmm. Good question from Paul Roberts, and this might be its own segment, so I'm going to make you think about it, because we do get projections from the computer on finishes this season. Yes. We haven't gone into that yet, but Paul Roberts asks, Paul Roberts, whose football opinions we can trust, Thank you. Sorry, uh, asks, out of all the divisions, which team has the potential to sneak up on everyone? I think the most interesting thing exercise to do there is look at finishes last year versus projections this year and yes. see if there's maybe two or three teams that are especially uh, surprising. But that is not something we have time to do right now while we're on the show. No, that would take a little bit of time. Um, but lots of good questions. Yeah. So thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider to get the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football mailed to you, plus the 2019 Recruiting Edition uh, in December. Uh, the magazine, by the way, should be on most shelves now. Yep. Uh, Walmart, Brookshire's, HEB, your local grocery store. Um, if you just want us to mail it to you, we're happy to. And you get a bunch of online content like the computer rankings, and we update those every week, plus computer projections of every Texas high school football game. Um, insider podcasts, all sorts of good stuff. 1995 plus shipping and handling for the first year. Um, anyway, think about it. Okay. Okay. Um, a couple weeks ago, we were at the State 7-on-7 tournament. Uh, we can never pass up an opportunity to talk up uh, some coaches. One of the guys, perhaps you've heard of him, uh, the head coach of the Austin Westlake Chaparrales, Coach 
Todd Dodge caught up with Matt Stepp. Here's Matt Stepp's conversation with Todd Dodge of Austin Westlake here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football out here at the Texas State 7-on-7 Championships here with the head coach of the Austin Westlake Chaparrales, Coach Todd Dodge. Coach, a uh, little warm out here today, but appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us. You bet. I'm uh, loving being out here. I have a chance to watch uh, Riley's team play right now, and we get started in an hour from now. It's a busy day for you, and we, and we got you a copy of uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Always, uh, that's a marker when the, when, the, when the summer comes. When you get the magazine in your hands, you know football. That and then coaching school, you know football's near, right? Well, you do, and uh, I've been looking forward to it. Maybe I can get the guy that's on the cover. Maybe I can get him to sign it for me. Yeah, I mean, maybe put in a favor. You, you, you've, you've been around him a little bit, haven't you? Been around him a little bit, yes. <laughs> All right, Coach. Uh, now, obviously, uh, this, this is not your first rodeo here at the Texas 7-on-7 Championships. Uh, it's, it's grown a lot since, since uh, the first year. Of it. From your perspective, how, how has it grown and how much better is it now than it was when it first, when you, your first trip down here? Well, I tell you, I, I love the way that uh, we're involving uh, the the 3A and 2A schools. You know, those kids for a long time really, you know, didn't get a chance to play uh, like they are now uh, and being represented. Uh, that way, some kids from smaller schools, um, you know, the, the passing game that has been very evident in our state for the last 20 years starts to, to, to uh, dwindle down into the 3A and 4A rounds, the 2A route, and um, they're doing a fabulous job with it. And those small towns really get behind me. I, there was a couple of times. I mean, sometimes the crowds for the small schools are bigger than the big schools, aren't they? No, they're very excited about it this you know this you know this state is in love with high school football I tell our players all the time you know feel feel blessed that you happen to be doing what this state um, embraces as its favorite sport and uh, so uh, I think this is to, to see all the people come out to College Station in the middle of summer and hot and humid it is uh, it's a testament to uh, to the game of football in our state all right now spring ball wrapped up a couple months ago uh, it's kind of you know Always, you want to get better. You want to work on yourselves a little bit. You're not preparing for an opponent. Uh, what was your guys' approach during spring this year? And and, uh, and I guess the most important thing, you come out of it injury free. Yeah, we came out of it healthy. The you know biggest thing we had uh, four or five returning skill position players that were involved in baseball. Our baseball team made a nice run, and it allowed us to to really build some depth in the secondary and also receiver. Those two areas will be a strength of ours. So we've got all four wide receivers coming back, you know, over 100 catches, and then we've got three returning stars in the secondary. You know, our biggest. Uh, uh, you know, uh, not concern, but our biggest uh, uh, youth movement, so to speak, is the offensive line and uh, and the linebacking core. So those are the two areas we tried to make sure we bolstered. I've got three quarterbacks that are competing uh, for the job in uh, Drew Willoughby and uh, Kirkland Michaud and Cade. Um, and, and all three of them, you know, are doing well. They're all three going to play this week. They're going to alternate. I may be the only guy in the, in the whole tournament who has three guys uh, playing, but we want to get all of them reps. All right, Coach, uh, now – you know, you, you look you look back at, at your, your coaching career and kind of your stops along the way. Uh, you know, you've obviously had a lot of success uh, along the way. Uh, when you kind of look look back when you first started as a young coach, who who are some of the guys that kind of helped mold you and, and kind of because coaches we, we all know you guys are the biggest thieves in the world. You always take a little bit uh, from everybody you work with and work for. So who are the, who are some of the guys that kind of uh, really helped you along the way and helped you become the coach you are today? Well, the number one guy is Ronnie Thompson, my high school football coach. Uh, he molded me as a you know as a guy that introduced the passing game to me at a very early age. We were doing some stuff in Port Arthur in the late '70s and early '80s that not a lot of other not a lot of other people were doing. Uh, the next big mentor was uh, 
was Ron Poe at McKinney. Uh, Coach Poe ta taught me the professionalism of the job and how to handle a staff and you know how to hire people and just run a program. I mean, he was at McKinney High for 30 years. Mm -hmm. Got um, great tutelage from him. Dennis Parker, I coached for Dennis at the University of North Texas. Learned a tremendous amount as a as a young quarterback guy. Learned a tremendous amount about the offensive line and the run game through him. He was a great mentor of mine in that way. Uh, and then Ronnie Tips and, and Bob Ledbetter when I was at South Lake Carroll. Coach Ledbetter hired me. I worked for him as my AD. He was my AD, um, just a dear friend today. And so with Ronnie Tips also, who was our athletic director in in part of the seven years I was there. And uh, those are the ones that, um, you know, when I when I reflect on my career, uh, I wouldn't be where I am today without any of those guys. Coach, appreciate your time. Enjoy watching your kids compete today. And uh, good luck in 2019. And we appreciate what you do for student athletes in the state of Texas. Matt, appreciate all you do for Texas High School football. Thank you. There he is, Todd Dodge, the head coach of the Westlake Chaparrales. Talking with Matt Sepp at the State 7-on-7 seven seven tournament. Appreciate him taking a little bit of time. Another guy we caught up with, actually I caught up with. Yeah, this is you. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, is the head coach. It, it was only like 10 days ago, by the way. Well, you said two weeks. like, nah, not quite. 17 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I talked with the new head coach of the Wichita Falls Hershey Huskies, Antonio Wiley, coming off of a fantastic year as a defensive coordinator over at Louisville. Uh, taking over a surging Hershey program. Here is our conversation with Wichita Falls Hershey coach Antonio Wiley here on Texas Football Today. Greg Tupper, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here in College Station at the State 7-on-7 tournament here with the new head coach of the Wichita Falls Hershey Huskies, uh, Coach Antonio Wiley. Coach, first and foremost, congratulations. You know, we haven't been able to tell you in person. Congratulations on the new gig. What has the transition been like? Uh, man, it's been great. I mean, it's been a whirlwind. You know, you've got, you got stuff that everybody says they want to sit in that seat, but when you actually sit there and you've got to deal with some of the extra stuff, the stuff that's other than football, it it, uh, it brings it to reality how good a coordinator job is sometimes. But um, it's been great, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade my job for the world great place great people i mean the parents come out and support us it's just great it's a great place you know hershey's had a lot of success past couple of years mm -hmm. um you're stepping into a, a program that does have high expectations i'm interested you know what was your message to your kids the first time you addressed them as their head coach uh, i told them i said uh, i'm not coming here to revamp everything you guys are winners already I'm trying to. I'm, what I would like to do is take you guys to the next level. See if we can see if we can find that extra piece or put put that extra uh, that extra uh, bit of ammo in our in our arsenal and see what we can do with it. I said, I said, you guys are winners already. I'm not having to come in and rebuild a program. I have to come in and improve on what you guys have already did, and that's kind of where we geared the rest of all season toward is just improving every day. You know, our, our, um, our motto is win, and we say win. What does that mean? Whatever's necessary. That's kind of where we are. Uh, as far as looking forward to your 2019 squad, mm -hmm. uh, this is a team that we know has a, some some guys who can mm -hmm. who who look the part. You know, yes, some sir. some guys. What what are your expectations for this team heading into 2019? Uh, I've got big expectations for them. You know, I know they've got big, big expectations for themselves, but mine are probably even higher because I'm one of those guys. I think that I kind of demand perfection in an imperfect world. So it's one of those deals where I I expect our kids to play well. I expect our kids to execute. There's not it's not it's not going to be a surprise to me if they play really well this year. So if we can stay healthy, I think uh, I think we've got a shot to be a decent football team. Uh, we're out here at the seven on seven tournament. Obviously, this is not fall football, yes, but sir. you know there's something to be gained for it. From your perspective, what are you looking for from from your kids? Uh, you can't you can't coach them. I mm -hmm. know that doesn't stop you from maybe yelling some things out at them. Mm -hmm. But what are you looking to, to see from your kids? Compete. Full on compete. You know, I want to. I want to. I want them to get out here and go out and go after it and try to win at everything we do. I tell them. I said, I want effort. That's one of those. I can't coach you. I can't coach effort. One of those things. I want to see the kids go out and give it to me, and I want to see them go out and demand the excellence of themselves along with their peers. Uh, you just got off the phone with Frank Sandoval, the head coach yes, at Mahia. Um I'm interested if you can give us a, a Frank Sandoval story. 
Oh, man, I better keep that one to myself. <laughs> Coach Wiley. <laughs> Me and Frank too good of friends to do that to him. <laughs> there is Antonio Wiley, the new head coach of the Wichita Falls Hershey Huskies. Appreciate him taking a little bit of time away from watching. I will, I, I will, we were at, at 7 on 7. I always, I, I'm always interested in watching what coaches do. Because they're not supposed to coach, but they can be like a fan and yell their own oh, yeah. encouragement, which yeah. can also say, you know, which you also... Next time, back up more on that pass. Exactly right. <laughs> Things like that. Antonio Wiley, after the game, there was like... It was one of their like freshman players. He like... I, I watched him like pull him aside, and he basically just had a conversation with him. It's like, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. But I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, we got to do this, and we got to do this right, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Going. It was really interesting to see him pull him aside, and, and, and like coaches are never, you can't, you can't take the coach out of the coach. No. Uh, you know, and that was a really interesting moment to, to see him talking with, yeah. uh, uh, with one of his players. But uh, excited to see what Antonio Wiley does well, there. If, I, rem- if I remember correctly, they were up against it in that one because I think that was when they were playing Waco Connolly yes. and all of their blue chippers, yes. and uh, that was tough. He that was, was tough. He was uh, a lot of learning moments, a lot, lot of learning opportunities. In although, that match. although um, points off, points deducted for not giving us a Frank Sandoval story. That was, you know, yeah. it was disappointing. We need more dirt on Frank. Yeah, I know we need as much dirt as we can. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Good question. Good follow-up question from Andrew Christensen. Are there any teams that you look at the computer rankings and think that the computer has too low? Yeah. Not a whole, there aren't a ton. I'll give you that out off the bat. But one that I think is interesting and one that I've noticed because I do the 4A and 3A sections mm-hmm. in the magazine, um, I actually think we just talked about Wimberley and like the computer being like they're going to be a lot better this year. I actually think 23 is too low. I can see yeah. a scenario where uh, that region just isn't as good this year uh, with Quero kind of needing to rebuild after losing all those guys. Um, and I could see a scenario, Wimberley, a team that's used to being there, um, marching through that region, winning and ending up in a state semifinal. And right now, if you have them ranked 23rd, ending up in a state semifinal is pretty dang good. Yes. Um, so I could see that is one that comes to mind. Now, I don't have an issue with the computer ranking per se because of how they performed last year, and I totally think that has to go into it. But if you're looking at a team and going, wouldn't take that much for them to make a state semifinal, and yeah. they're only ranked in the 20s, that's when I would say, you know, I, I could see us entering the playoffs with them in the top 10 because of how they've played. Correct. And not being surprised if they win that region. So that's one. Uh, uh, that's a good one. I will also say I think the computer, um, for a team that went 11-2 and two last year, uh, the computer is Canyon 28th. The Eagles? Uh, the Eagles. Yeah. I think that's too low. I think okay. they're. I think they're. I think they're at least. I think they're maybe not a top twenty team, but I think they're a little bit higher than that. And again, that's another one. The region place, right? That's right. you look at that region. And you go. It just wouldn't take that much to get through that region. Yeah. Uh, compared to maybe some other ones. Um, but yeah, Jacob John seems to agree with me. I mean, Navarro and Wimberley have a door open with Quero being down. Yes. And 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 well, and if, let's point out if Quero's down, if Quero's down, but also when Quero wasn't down the two years before, Wimberley and Navarro both beat him anyway. Yes. At different at different points, so it's not as if they're like intimidated by Quero in general. Quero got over the hump last year and did what they needed to do, and they they came home with the biggest trophy of all. So that's the most important thing. But let's not pretend that like Wimberley and Navarro are their are their you know. Uh, whipping posts. Yes. They're not. They're right. very good programs who have won that region before. Well, and that's kind of, when I look at that, yeah. you know, region four is going to be, 
Like last year, it seemed like it was Cueros to lose because yeah. of the talent that they have there. Now, like I, I just think it it dev- devolves the long wrong word. Yeah, but it just it sinks into something a little more chaotic. I mean, yeah. I'd even throw a team like. I know, I know, I know. But I throw a team like Raymondville in there. I throw a team like Raymondville's been on the up, man. Like Rockport, they've been on the come up. I think, I think it's a deep and Hondo. Yeah, I think there's a lot of teams in that region that like it's just it's just going to be. I I someone's got to win the region, and none of them are ranked that high right now. I just think there's like if Cuero's down, and the computer because they won a state championship last year, by the way still boosts them up because even though you lose everything, if you're the state champion, obviously you're starting pretty high. Yeah. But if Cuero's down, it is a free for all. Yeah. With about seven or eight teams that yep. could end up winning that yep. region. So that's it. So, okay. All right. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com for Max Thompson. I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.